The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello again, Giants fans. Welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. As always, I am your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and today's show is going to be sort of a hodgepodge of a variety of topics. Uh, no guest for you guys today. So it's just me and we'll be talking about, uh, some impressions from the recently completed rookie mini camp. We'll be talking about, uh, some of the things that came out of the media availability from coordinators and assistant coaches that the Giants held on Wednesday. So just a sort of variety of, uh, of topics that I wanted to touch on as we begin to roll into uh, the real part of the the deeper part of the off season here, the Giants do have uh, OTAs coming up. They'll have a you know a mandatory mini camp, but we are pretty much uh, you know into the the deep part of the off season. We've gone through the roster building season, as Dave Gettleman calls it, with you know with the majority of free agency with the NFL draft. So we're into that sort of period where we're just sort of marking time, waiting for training camp, you know, taking whatever bits of news and information that uh, that come along that we can to uh, to continue the discussion about your New York Giants. So let's uh, let's get to a few topics that that came out of the media session that the Giants held on Wednesday. The uh, the most notable topic, of course, the 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 biggest quote unquote news, if you want to call it that, was offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach Mike Shula saying that first round pick Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke, that that he thought that it was his personal opinion that if he had to that he thought Jones would be capable of starting, you know, week 1 of the 2019 NFL season. 
Now look, let's not start a quarterback controversy here. That's going to be Eli Manning, and it should be Eli Manning. The you know the plan for the Giants is to allow Jones to learn from Eli, to develop, to gain an understanding of what it is to be an NFL quarterback. You know, before they turn the uh, before they turn the franchise, you know, if you will, over to the young man. And and that's you know, that's the the plan, and that's you know the way that uh, that we hope things will unfold. Obviously, the longer it takes, you know, for the Giants to get Daniel Jones into the lineup, that probably means you know the Giants are doing better. That means Eli Manning is playing well. That means the Giants are winning football games. So the longer it is before we see Daniel Jones starting games. You know, especially in the 2019 season, you know, the, the better it's going to be, the better it, you know, the better it means that the football team is doing. You know, as for, as for what Shula said, look, you know, maybe he should have said it. Maybe he should have uh, talked around that topic a little bit. I don't know. You know, it was, he said it was his personal opinion. But look, you know, this is the way that the Giants should feel about the sixth overall pick in the draft. This is the way they should feel about a guy that that they are willing to put the future, you know, to put the future of the franchise, you know, on his back or in his hands, you know, however you want to uh, want to to put that. They should feel like he would be ready to play, you know, quickly. So, you know, so that shouldn't be any sort of a big surprise what the Giants don't want is any sort of quarterback controversy. I'm sure that what's going to happen here, we all know that what's going to happen here, is that there will be calls for Jones to play as soon as the Giants lose a couple of games, as soon as Eli Manning plays a bad game, as soon as it looks like the season you know, is going to go south, if that's what happens. We know that's going to happen, and... You know, it's just, it's part of the deal. It's part of the drill. The Giants know it's going to happen. Eli Manning knows it's going to happen. And and we just go forward. You know, eventually this team will be in the hands of Daniel Jones. If things go well for the Giants, though, that won't be what happens in 2019. James Betcher, Giants defensive coordinator, also spoke to media on Wednesday. One of the interesting things, you know, that Betcher was asked was, you know, was, you know, his reaction to not getting Josh Allen or not getting any player. Ed Oliver was the other name that he mentioned, you know, at at number six overall. And, And his reaction basically was, you know, this is a team he didn't expect, you know, from the meetings that the Giants had, he didn't expect to get a player at six you know, that was a defensive player, you know, he knew where things were. And, you know, he said, if you're going to preach team, you have to actually, you know, be a team guy. And, you know, he was perfectly happy with, you know, with what the Giants did, you know, because it'll make them better in the long run, or at least that's what they hope is that it'll make them better in the long run. Betcher could take some solace, of course, in the fact that the Giants did get two first-round defensive players in the Mammoth defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence 
And in cornerback DeAndre Baker, who Dave Gettleman traded up to get at the end of the first round. You know, Betcher has a, a, a unique opportunity here. He has a group of, of players. He has a young, athletic, unproven defense for the most part. And as he said the other day, he said, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, big name guys like that the Giants traded like uh, Olivier Vernon or let go like Landon Collins. You know, these guys didn't have a resume in the NFL until they went out and built one. And he said, this is where most of the players on this defense are currently. They're at that point where they have to build their resumes. He pointed to uh, one guy who has a bit of a resume, Marcus Golden, who had 12 and a half sacks playing for Betcher in Arizona in 2016, has had a couple of injury-plagued years. And, you know, he pointed out that that Golden is a guy that's a proven pass rusher that defenses had to plan for when he was at his best. My concern with depending on that kind of production from Golden, to be honest with you, is that he doesn't have Chandler Jones playing on the other side. He doesn't have that proven top-notch pass rusher on the other side. So to uh, to depend on Golden to produce 12 13 sacks might be asking a bit much. You know, we'll see what the Giants can do with Golden with Lorenzo Carter, you know, with Dexter Lawrence, they hope pushing the pocket in the middle. BJ Hill had five and a half sacks a year ago as a rookie. We'll see if the Giants, you know, can produce pass rush as a unit. O'Shane Zimenez, the third round pick, will be part of uh, part of that equation as well. And we'll see how that goes. You know, I think Betcher said that he hopes his defense will be an aggressive attacking defense. And that is, uh, you know, that's a hallmark of, of Betcher's good defenses in Arizona. We'll see, you know, how many resumes actually get built and whether he's able to, uh, to put this group together. You know, my think my thinking on the Giants defense is with all of the corners that they drafted, including Sam Beal in the supplemental draft, some of the young defensive linemen that they have, young safety and Jabril Peppers. If this reconstruction of the Giants defense works, if they can put this group together and if these guys are what they think they are, this could be a good Giants defense for a number of years. Of course, if some of these players fall short of expectations, aren't able to produce to the levels that the Giants think that they can eventually, you know, then the Giants have a problem on defense. But, you know, we'll see how it unfolds. The Giants weren't simply weren't good enough on defense a year ago, had to make some changes. They've done so. They've gone, you know, with a young, unproven group of players, and we'll see how that works out. Much of the uh, much of the season is riding, of course, on that group, you know, being successful. And we'll just uh, we'll have to wait and see. Giants fans, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about some of what was said on Wednesday and some other impressions, you know, from the Giants' rookie minicamp. 
Okay, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. And I'm your host, Ed Valentine. We're here talking Giants. And I wanted to get to um, a few of the other things that were said on Wednesday when Giants assistant coaches were available to the media. Um, one of the uh, the interesting conversations was with offensive line coach Hal Hunter. And Hunter was, of course, asked quite a few questions about the right tackle position, which is the one position that appears to continue to be in flux along that offensive line. Hunter said that that incumbent Chad Wheeler, as things stand today, you know, enters all of the OTAs and, and the uh, you know this part of the of the off season as the starting right tackle. George Asafo Ajay, the seventh round pick, Hunter said, will enter all of those workouts as the number two guy at right tackle. Hunter was pressed about the idea that the Giants might add a player in free agency and said he didn't know what was going to happen there. The reality there is I still anticipate that the Giants will sign, you know, former Carolina Panthers and Minnesota Vikings offensive lineman Mike Remmers and that Remmers will be the right tackle for the Giants this upcoming season. You know, Remmers to the Giants just makes too much sense because he's a guy that that Dave Gettleman is familiar with, a guy that Gettleman brought to the Carolina Panthers, I think back in 2014, you know, when Remmers was still a young, more or less unproven player. He's a guy who played for Pat Shermer in Minnesota when Shermer was the offensive coordinator there. So the Giants know what they're getting in Remmers. He's not a great player, but he would be a solid short-term option for the Giants who would improve their situation, give them a chance to develop Asafo Ajay, or give them a year to uh, to get into the 2020 draft class, you know, and find a right tackle that they wanted to to select, you know, to try and solidify that position long term. So I still think that that Remmers, you know, who had what has been termed, you know, a minor offseason back surgery. We know, you know, no no surgery is minor when it happens to you. And and back surgery is is still back surgery. I've had that myself. I know what that deal is. You know, it's never the recovery is is never easy. So I think that what's going to happen with Remmers is that we're waiting. We're in that sort of waiting game where once he can pass a physical, I do believe he will sign with the Giants. GM Dave Gettleman said that uh, that the Giants remain in contact with Remmers. And they do plan on bringing him in again. I do believe that will happen once Remmers has completed enough rehab that he can pass a, an NFL physical. And uh, and then we will see Remmers uh, in a Giants uniform. couple of other thoughts, Giants fans. You know, This week, the Giants signed former Dallas Cowboys running back Rod Smith. You know, interestingly... 
I had been told or I had I had heard, you know, prior to the draft that the Giants were in the market for a backup running back for Saquon Barkley. There was some thought that perhaps they would use a late round pick on a running back. They obviously didn't do that. They chose to uh to spend most of their draft capital to rebuild their defense, which obviously was justifiable. Uh, Rod Smith was signed. Robert Martin was waived. Smith is a big back who didn't do a whole lot for the Cowboys. Uh, best game of his career, I think, was against the Giants in 2017. They'll put him in competition with Wayne Gallman, you know, for the backup running back spot behind Barkley. Obviously, also another name to uh, to consider is Paul Perkins. You know, Perkins is a guy that uh, that is easy to forget about. Spent all of last year on IR. Uh, was a flop in 2017 when the Giants tried to make him the starting running back, but did show some ability, some flashes of playmaking. In 2016, toward the uh, the tail end of that season, as a rookie, you know, so you wonder how Perkins plays into this whole situation. Perhaps it is Perkins that winds up as the primary backup for Saquon Barkley. He is a guy who has some breakaway ability. He is a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield, and you know, Pat Shermer is a guy who likes backs who can do you know multiple things who aren't just runners who can be weapons in the passing game so we'll see but that competition for you know for whatever snaps are available behind Saquon Barkley is going to be an interesting one as the summer plays out finally Giants fans I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the undrafted free agents that the Giants have signed. And, you know, these guys, a lot of these guys come with interesting stories, interesting opportunities. And we know, you know, that each year, you know, not maybe these free agents don't all turn into, you know, Victor Cruz and have that level of NFL success. But each and every year, you know, a few of these undrafted free agents wind up making the roster wind up making an impact chad wheeler you know at right tackle is one who was an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago and has started you know a number of games for the giants over the last two years Uh, tay davis at linebacker is a guy that was undrafted you know and and has uh and made a, a bit of an impact last year as a linebacker grant haley as a slot cornerback was another one. So, you know, these guys that, that have opportunities, some of them will take advantage of them and, and wind up making the roster or at least making the practice squad and having an opportunity to be added to the roster throughout the season. One of the really intriguing names is Reggie White, the wide receiver out of Monmouth, you know, who set records for uh, catches and reception yards at Monmouth. Uh, it's a place that's produced a couple of uh, of NFL, you know, wide receivers. Most notably, the name I can think of is uh, is Chris Hogan. So, you know, White is a name to watch. Another guy who got a lot of attention 
during tr- the uh, rookie mini camp was Eric Dungy, the former quarterback at Syracuse. Dungy was at quarterback during the rookie mini camp, but the Giants also list him as a tight end. And you know the the comparison has been made to Taysom Hill, the uh, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, who basically is used there as an athlete. He's used, you know, in a in a variety of roles on the offense, on special teams. So we will see if Eric Dungy can develop into that kind of a player. But he'll he'll be an interesting story to watch as the off season as you know training camp and all of that unfolds another really interesting story is Florida State offensive guard Austin Drugsma I believe is how you pronounce the last name Drugsma is a guy that never played college football played high school football was a sought after offensive tackle chose to be a shot put and discus thrower at Florida State, so you know his his college career is now over, and he's decided to give football a shot. The Giants had him at rookie minicamp, decided that they saw enough athleticism, enough potential, that they wanted to see a little bit more. So he's on the ninety man roster. You know, probably a guy that, if anything, would have a shot at making the practice squad. But his progress, his development, his story is going to be an interesting one to to watch as it unfolds. All right, Giants fans, that is the show for today. Thank you for listening. As always, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.